Well, good morning to the older guys from Northies. I, uh, I'm, of course, Beck's dad, and I'm just putting this out there so that she realises that it is Father's Day next week, and, of course, I am her father. So I'll be expecting another little mug uh, with all my favourite grandchildren, which is all four of them, on the mug. So just putting that out there. We've been doing a, a, a series on joy from the epistle, Paul's epistle to the Philippians, and uh, it's called the epistle of joy. Paul apparently references joy or uh, some other, some derivative of the word for joy 16 times in this epistle. And uh, this morning when it can continue in chapter one and from verse 27, as we consider joy as citizens of heaven. And uh, we look to joy as it relates to the kingdom of God. So I'm just going to pray. Father, we thank you that you fill us with your joy. God, you, uh, you rejoice over us with singing. Joy is part of who you are. You are the God that joys over us. And so, Lord, as we open your word today, God, we ask that you would come, that you'd present yourself with us, that you'd open the word to us and you'd open our minds and our hearts to understand it today. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. So Paul says in, in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27, just one thing. As citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel. Now, this is, a, this is a common theme for Paul. He does this all the time. He says, just one thing. In fact, later on in Philippians, he says, just one thing I do. And uh, I remember a preacher saying to me one day, if the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, planted most of the New Testament churches, can narrow it down to just one thing, it's worth listening to. So he says, just, just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel. Just one thing, above all, whatever happens. This morning, I want to consider how joy is a key component of life in the kingdom of heaven. Last week, uh, Rihanna introduced the concept of, of joy being involved with the kingdom. Uh, and I'm glad that I sent my notes out early to Caleb. So he knows that I already had this verse in my notes and I'm not stealing it from Rihanna. But she referenced the fact that right at the beginning, right at the beginning when God announced what he was going to do, there it was. The angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of what great joy, which is which will be for all of the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born to you a saviour, in fact, a Messiah, in fact, a new king who is Christ the Lord. And that's in Luke 2, verse 10 and 11. And then later on in the, in the gospel, we find that when Mary and the women had, had encountered Jesus and he said to them, go and tell uh, the brethren, tell my disciples that I will go before them into Galilee, it says, so departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. What an incredible, what an incredible thing to understand that most of us uh, in our Christian life experience this, this, this duo, fear and great joy. Okay, so the first thing I want to look at today is joy is an attribute of the kingdom culture. <clears throat> Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, Paul says, For the kingdom of God is not about eating or drinking or other mundane human things. He says it's about righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
Paul shows us this sequence in Romans chapter 5. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, there it is, righteousness. We're justified by faith and made righteous with God. Because we're righteous with God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. He goes on in verse 5. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So the apostle introduces this trinity of attributes for the kingdom of heaven. One of them's Godward, righteousness. We're justified by faith. The next one is the inward, peace. We've received peace with God. And the third one is outward, joy in the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit or the outworking of the Holy Spirit is love, joy and peace, etc. As we saw with the Beatitudes, the Holy Spirit connects these things both intentionally and systematically. And I want to look at this today, this concept of Godward, inward and outward, how it relates to righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So number one, Godward. We experience joy in his presence. Again, today is going to be brought to you by the letter P. So the first P is presence. We experience joy in his presence. Romans 5, we'd already looked at it. Therefore, being justified by faith, being made righteous by faith, God declaring us righteous. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when we looked at um, uh, thirsting, hungering and thirsting after righteousness in our Beatitude series. The concept that God imputes the righteousness to us. He looks at us. He knows who we are. He knows what we've done. But he, he actually covers us with Christ and he gives us that great exchange. He takes our sinfulness and he gives us Jesus' righteousness as a trade, as an exchange. And so we're, we're standing righteous before him. Uh, and, and as a result, we have peace with God. We're no longer uh, in conflict with God, Romans 5 says. And so as a result, then we have joy in his presence. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You'll make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The takeaway from this is that our attitude towards God changes. And it should change. If we're born again, if we're Christians, if we're believers in Christ Jesus, and we have known what it means to be made righteous, to have peace with God, and to experience joy in his presence, our attitude changes towards God. God is no longer our enemy. And here's a great, this is a great measure for you. If you still feel like God's checking up on you, if he's like up there, he's making a list, he's checking it twice. If you feel that's the way God is to you, I, I, I'd encourage you to revisit this today. Therefore, being justified by faith, not something we've done. There's nothing you can do to do it except believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, therefore, we have peace with God. God is no longer our enemy. He is now our friend. Okay, so number one, Godward, joy in his presence. Number two, inward, joy in his pardon. Our standing is righteous. In Romans 5.2, we read it earlier. We see this. We have also obtained access through him 
by faith into this grace in which we stand. This state of grace is a state of righteousness. We have been not only made righteousness in ourselves, but we've been declared righteous. God says you are no longer strangers or aliens or enemies or sinners or wicked. You have been made righteousness. I've taken your sin. Jesus says that uh, I'll take your sin upon me. And as far as the Old Testament says, as far as the East is from the West, God has removed our sin from us. And so we've been declared righteous. Our standing is righteous. As a result, we have peace within our own hearts. Colossians 3.15, Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As our hearts are cleansed from a a guilty conscience, Hebrews 9.14 and Hebrews 10.22, it talks about if the blood of of, of goats and, uh, sorry, of of animals, bulls and sheep can cleanse uh, externally from sin, how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse us from a guilty conscience? And then, so peace within. And then thirdly, we have joy in that freedom. John 8, uh, 36 says, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And the psalmist writes, How joyful is the one whose trans- transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is the person that the Lord does not charge with iniquity and in whose spirit there's no deceit. You see, our attitude towards ourselves changes. I am a child of God. Do you feel like a child of God today? There's there's the litmus test. If you don't, let's go back and revisit it. Okay, number three, outward. Joy in his purpose. Joy in a righteous walk. John, uh, John writes in 1 John 7, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. That walking in the light, that walking in the righteousness enables us to be at peace with one another. Paul goes on to say, if possible, live at peace with everyone in Romans 12. I love what he says there, if possible. It's not always possible, but he says, if possible, live at peace with one another. And so Philippians writes in, uh, in chapter 2, we'll look at that in the coming days, I guess. But it says, if, there's any, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation of love, any fellowship with the Spirit... Any affection and mercy, Paul says, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit and intent on one purpose. How much joy do we feel when we're we're with our brothers and sisters? We know the same mind, the same heart, the same words, the same love, the same spirit, and we're working together in the same spirit. From the Beatitudes, you know, we saw this process of salvation starts with ourselves, but moves outward towards others. We, we began with poor in spirit, mourning over our sin, meekness, humility, developing a hunger and thirst for righteousness. But then there was a change with that, with that righteousness and that hunger and thirst. There came a more outward. We, be, we became blessed are he is, who is merciful, merciful to other people. Blessed are they that are pure in heart towards other people. These are all other people uh, issues. And then, then Jess talked about blessed are those who are the 
peacemakers. You see, when we know who we are, when we know that God loves us, when we're at peace with ourselves, we can begin to make peace with others. But we also have a a brand new understanding about other people. You see, we recognise and we realise that other people are just like us. They're lost without Jesus. They're dependent on God's mercy and they're candidates for freedom through faith. Paul again says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The oldest passed away, seeing the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through the Christ. He's made, through Christ, he's made peace with us. Um, and he has given us a ministry of reconciliation. That is, or let me explain that, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Listen to this. Not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. And the tense is the same. The, the environment is the same. God says, I'm not counting their trespasses against them. I know they need Jesus. How about you don't count their trespasses against them and commit yourself to a ministry of reconciliation? You know, I've really struggled with this sometimes. I've really struggled with looking at people and looking at what they do. And we see stuff on our, on our TV screens uh, every night. We see this 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 drama being played out and it's easy if, to, to lose our heads and to lose our understanding and begin to think hey those people really deserve whatever's coming to them but no regarding those that are outside the faith we are free from judging them according to their trespasses and we are free to reach out to them with a message of reconciliation So this brings me to a fantastic scripture regarding joy. You know, focus on God's purposes. Matthew uh, Matthew 28, go into all the world and preach the gospel. We begin to engage with prayer on behalf of others through intercession. So instead of judging them, all of a sudden we're coming to Jesus and we're beginning to to ask God, God, how can I make peace with these guys? How can I be an influence, Lord? How can I see your kingdom come? And we begin to ask uh, Jesus for to begin to work in their lives because that's the that's the the job He's given us. The ministry of reconciliation involves um, asking, say, Lord, let Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so we find in in John sixteen twenty four, Jesus says, "Up until now, you've asked nothing in my name." He says, "But now, ask, and you will receive." So that, listen, your joy may be made full. And what an incredible joy there is as we see God begin to move in other people's lives, as we love them and minister to them. And here we see our attitude changes again. It changes towards others because we realise they're just like us, aren't they? They're just as much in need of Christ as we were. And, uh, and it makes a big change. So what we've seen today is that joy is involved with righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, attributes of the kingdom. You know, in, uh, in England, there's a, a particular thing that they do and they have a, a flag that's known as the Royal Standard. And it's a special flag. It, um, it kind of it's 
yellow and, and, and red and blue and it's got uh, lions on it and different things. But this is the royal standard of the kingdom. And what it means is whenever the, the king or the queen is in residence in, say, Buckingham Palace, they fly the royal standard. They put that flag up. And when the queen is not there, they take the flag down. And when the queen is getting in a car to go somewhere, the flag goes on the front of the car and away she goes. And she might go to the, the Royal Yacht Britannia. And guess what they're flying on the Royal Yacht Britannia once she gets on the boat? It's the royal standard. And so that flag says that the, the monarch, the, the king, the, the, the queen of the kingdom is in residence. You know, when I was a, a much younger man, we sang this really daggy song. And I'm not going to sing it for you because it's so daggy and it might get in your heads and you may hate me forever. But the song basically said that joy is the flag that we fly from the castle of our hearts. Some of you uh, older folks that would know that song, I'm very sorry for bringing that to your remembrance. But you know what? This is what joy is. It is the, it's the evidence that the King of Kings lives within our heart. Ephesians says, let, let Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. And when he is there, when he is really there, and we know what it means to have peace with God. We know what it means to have peace with ourselves. We know what it means to have peace with others. We know what it means to stand before God in righteousness. We know what it means to stand in that place of grace, having been declared righteous, where we're no longer ashamed or feeling guilty about anything. And we know what it means to, to have peace with one another and to begin to love them and be a peacemaker with them. This is the great, the great attribute of joy in our hearts. And uh, let me pray for you as we close. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that this great hallmark of what you've done in our life is joy. Father, I pray for each one of my friends that's watching today. Lord, I pray that at each level, whether it's Godward, and, and, and they're not sure if they've really found peace with you, God, I pray that you would help them to find that today by your spirit. God, if they've not felt, in a sense, cleansed and, and, and made righteous so that they can come before your presence and feel just so full of joy in your presence and so, so grateful and so full of joy that they've been cleansed. God, would you visit them by your spirit today and cleanse them? And Father, if they're like me, that they've often struggled with other people and other folks and what they get up to. Lord, I pray that you would come and touch all of our hearts today. You would remind us that, that you were in Christ reconciling all of the world to yourself, that you were not holding their sin against them, but covering their sin with the blood of Jesus. And so that we too might take that attitude towards them. We would say these folks are just like us. They need Jesus. They need joy. And we, we thank you today as we go out with joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, guys.